Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
coming into the fall. It's my favorite time of year. And I love talking about transformation because statistically the happiest people are people that stay curious and are always looking to grow, learn, evolve, and improve their stations in life. So I love these conversations. So let's invite our friends in. Um, I You hit that box with the arrow coming out of it and it says share on Clubhouse. That's really helpful. Say something like, come on in, talk about transformation, success. Come on in and ping in your friends. I usually say, oh, hi, Kevin, come on in. Guys, if you also wanna come to the stage, raise your hand and the um, moderators will bring you up. Uh, hey, C-Rock, and let me just pin this to uh, where, uh, there we go, I'm going to put it right here. Oh, did I already send it out? Okay, I already did that. Okay, all right. Um, so, good morning. How's everybody doing? Doing all awesome. good. Good morning. Good. <laughs> so, does anybody, before we move on from Brad's conversation, is there anybody that was just jonesing to jump in there and hasn't finished their thought and needs to make their peace here Saturday morning? Now is your time. Strike while the iron's hot. What peace may that be, Barb? <laughs> Good morning, Norman. It's been too long since we had Barb with us. Yeah. Well, she's here all the time. I'm <laughs> only Norman. Who, oh, Listen, Kevin, I'm here every Saturday morning. Eight he's there every Saturday, guys. You know that. Well, the so, week went too slow then. <laughs> so I will jump then right into it. Good morning, Ed. And good morning, everybody. I see everyone that's here. And again, um, moderators just help me um, mod our usual cast of characters. Hey, Linnell. And uh, bring people up and I will let you guys um, do all that while I kind of jump right into it. So I have been, um, I've been obsessed with this one space and, and like, Talk to me about if anybody else has this, has this, I don't know, conundrum. I feel we are in a real gluttonous time where we buy things to get the things. We buy the books, we buy the supplements, we buy the Pelotons, we buy the gym memberships, we download the apps, we, we do, we buy all the things to get the things, whatever it might be. But we get frustrated when it doesn't quite happen, when things don't necessarily materialize. And we get frustrated, we become skeptical, you know, we become disappointed, discouraged in ourselves. It starts to erode our confidence. And I've been really looking at this and the actual, the impetus of all of this, this is crazy. I was talking to Dan last night and I was like, when I was growing up, my mom went through this phase where she was very interested in like Japanese culture and she named our dog Sanjetsu and she bought this really beautiful cross stitch piece because she got into cross stitching and she was making this like a magical dragon on, on cross stitching. And I'm watching this tapestry weave together and she's got these beautiful materials. Their silk and their colors are just magical in the eyes of this second grade Barbara Schwartz. And I'm seeing this and I cannot wait to see how this comes together. I think it's gonna be the most magical pillow. I became very interested also in Japanese culture. And well, somewhere about maybe a little more than halfway done, 
it got put to the side and I never saw her pick it up again. And I never got to see this beautiful dragon see its full potential. And it bothered me so much. I was like, but why would you start something and not finish it? And now I've seen so many iterations of people getting excited, myself included. This is not like, this isn't like an everybody else problem. This is a Barbara Majeski problem. Like sometimes I get very excited about something or I'll get impulse to buy supplements because it's going to help me have more energy and it's going to grow my hair and I'm going to have all it. And these supplements go like literally unopened or only have you know, only half realized and I didn't like finish it. Is anybody like, is anybody else frustrated with when you start something and you don't finish? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, I think it's a space that we need to focus a little bit more on because it is something that when we have the capacity to finish what we start, if we have the right groundwork to get to the end of, to, to get to the end, to finish what we start, to see things through. And I believe because we are in such a society and we've been in such a, a we've been on a, a gluttonous run, just buying things that we've now become so skeptical that now we don't even start things. Now we're like, I don't even want to start because I'm not going to finish or I don't even know where to start. So I'm not even going to bother. So I think it's really in exasperated, um, a culture of being, um, unmotivated, uninspired, un, you know, uh, it lack confidence in the pursuit of what we really want to do. And I, I want to dive into it because I think I believe what we're lacking right now is conversations around that we know what we need to do. We know what we need to do. We know the foods we need to eat, the people we need to surround ourselves, the books we need to read, the journals we need to write in the gyms we need to go to, like the water we need to, like we know the things that we need to do to improve our health, our wealth, or our happiness. We know the things that we need to do. There's a giant abyss between knowing what we need to do and actually executing it. And it is, it, it, and the problem is that I feel, and please jump in if I'm wrong on this, I feel that everybody thinks that the giant abyss of going from knowing what to do and actually consistently doing, I think everybody's looking at these two things, motivation and inspiration. And I want to dismantle Let's have a barbecue. It, that's what I'm going to talk about right now. I'm talking about those friends that only show up to the barbecue when the grill is hot, the music's playing, and the beers are cold. Everyone keeps asking, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay inspired? Because I know what I need to do, but I always need to be motivated and inspired in order to do them. And I think it's a, I know it's a fallacy. I know it's a fallacy and I'm obsessed with the conversation of like, please understand motivation and inspiration only show up to the barbecue when the grill is hot, the beers are cold and the music is playing. So stop leaning on motivation and inspiration and start focusing and crossing that abyss with the tools that you need, which are consistency, discipline, regimen, routine. Those are the ones that are going to get you to cross from the abyss, from knowing what you need to do 
to executing and actually achieving your goals. And I think we're in a culture where everybody's watching like Beachbody and the Pelotons. And we're like, we're like literally, we think we're supposed to be David Goggins on crack all the time, like running through brick walls. And it is at the compromise of the truth. And you know me, like my, my, um, you know, my podcast that I'm launching this month is called Bearing It All. It's all about the grit behind the glamour. And this is the truth. Glamour is motivation and inspiration. Glamour is motivation and inspiration. But what you need to get what you want is the grit, is the discipline, the consistency, and you have to show up. So this is what we're going to talk about. You guys like my barbecue analogy? I'm kind of feeling it. Perfect for the end of summer. I love it. It's awesome. Right? Exactly. I'm like... That kind of keeps Labor Day. Yo, Barb. Yo, Barb. What? You rock. Hey, look, some some people just don't understand that chaos and confusion stem from incomplete cycles in your life. And and if we just understand that, we keep it simple and stop overcomplicating things. And if you don't like chaos and confusion in your life, just simply complete cycles. Like analyze all the things you've left undone and just start with one, complete it. And move on to the next one. And it's very simple, but your life will clear up. It's amazing how this works. Oh, but you people want complicated. So took me to one. That's so I have seven principles on the key to transformation. And when I talk about transformation, doesn't mean you're not great where you're at because you are perfect as you are. You are a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneous time simultaneously. And the, the concept of this is that if we want to, happiness is, a, it's being in that, that growth space, being curious and evolving, but it doesn't mean you're not amazing. So I, I want to really stress that. Why should I always be changing? Am I not good enough as I am? You are good. You are great as you are. That getting curious about how do I, can I learn something new? Can I try something? Living outside your comfort zone is where the magic happens. And being in relentless pursuit of your very best life is empowering, enriching, challenging, and really allows you to show up when we all show up to the same very place where we all end up. We like literally can feel like I left it all out on the field. And that's what I get to share because I had to confront my own mortality at a very, at 42 years old when I was diagnosed with a late stage cancer. I got to look death in the face and be like, pump the brakes, Grim Reaper. I am not done to tell my story. I still have some chapters to write. So if you can just back off, Mr. Reaper, I got some things to do. And that's where you guys all meet me. I was like, I am leaving it all out in the field. And you know, C-Rock, you just made a really great um, point, which is, you know, I, I've been reading this book and it's actually number two in my seven strategies. Um, it's the magic of tidying up. Do you guys, anybody ever read the book um, by Marie Kondo, The Magic of Tidying Up? Oh, I, I can't be the only one. Oh, yes, yeah. I have. Yes. Oh, I have. I've watched Netflix. Netflix. Um, I am obsessed with that book right now and i always have been because when you know in the process of moving from information to transformation you have to go through you have to discard things that are no longer working for you and in the discardment phase because that's the word that she used and that's a tough word because that's also used in other verticals but i think it is discarding getting rid of purging what that that act is, is making space 
for you, for more productive ways of thinking and being and getting rid of things that are cluttering your mind, your physical space, your heart space. It is just, and it's giving it away to maybe somebody that can use the stuff that you are no longer maximizing, whether that's books or clothes or whatever. And like, I'm putting together this course right now and actually I'm part of the course because I am not just going to be about information. I'm not here to just motivate you and inspire you. I am here to help you cross the abyss from information to transformation by doing the things that allow you to get to the things. And in the second spot of tidying up and getting rid of things, one of the, um, and you write this down and I think maybe this is, could be your takeaway for something that you do today on this holiday weekend. One of the things I am going to ask my, you know, my team to do is go to your subscriptions on your phone and purge all the subscriptions that you said, I'm only getting the free trial. And then you forgot to um you forgot to unsubscribe that's number one the second one is clearing out that top drawer in your house you know that top drawer you need to clean out that top drawer and get some fresh basics in your life i mean this i think what these things what you understand when you start moving things out and you start decluttering even the most the smallest things that top little drawer in your bedroom get clean it out get some freshies. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, because what it does, it's just this energetic movement of moving stale energy, stale air, stale things out of your life and allowing yourself to open up space for new thoughts, new things, new ideas. It is, can be so friggin liberating. So it's, it's really part of move. You cannot bring in more stuff into your house until you move out some of the old stuff, but we don't realize because things just become part of the, the periphery and you don't even notice it anymore. Who's in the mood to clear out some stuff in there? How, who's in the mood to clear out some subscriptions? Anyone? Anyone? What about kids and wives and stuff like that when you're clearing out stuff? Listen, I purged a husband. There you go. See? That worked out for you. <laughs> hey, when I took inventory. Okay, so phase one. No, no, so, you took, so you took in lots of cash and you got rid of the husband. That's a good deal. That, is <laughs> that was my thing. cash. That was my cash. Um, right. I'm getting rid of Brian. Hey, listen, I'm on a mission over this next 10 years. Trust me. There's a, I've got a whole thing going on. Um, my first, the very first principle in transformation is taking inventory and hey, Nelson, come on up. And when you take inventory and you take stock of the things in your life that are not working for you, like really look at your house, look at the people, look at the thoughts and the narratives things that are embedded on your subconscious mind, you do, you need to take full stock. Like when you're doing a, like when you move to step two, which is the magic of tidying up, right? Clearing things that are no longer serving you, right? You can't tidy up until you realize, you know what? I don't need this stuff anymore. It's no longer serving me. So we laugh about, listen, I, after surviving cancer and I was like, I got another shot. And I told the Grim Reaper, pump your brakes. I got more, I got more in my tank. Give me another shot. All right, universe, give me another shot. I'll never play small again. And when I took inventory of my life, there were things that had run its course. Ladies and gentlemen, things had run its course. So yes, I am divorced. And after I survived cancer, I was like, you know what? This marriage, and I do, ne I never say this. I never say my marriage 
was a failure. I feel that I took it as far as it could go and it was no longer working for me. And I am okay with that because I was not a failure. I have three unbelievable kids. That man taught me so damn much. What a blessing it was, but it was no longer. We were not making each other happy. We were not healthy for each other. We were now in that law of diminishing returns. We were not good for each other. So yes, Brian, I did. I had to put Listen, what is Putin the Pega doing here in the morning? I can't deal with this guy in the morning. Oh, I'm God. Sorry. <laughs> I cannot deal with him. He's been having these riotous rooms riotous. Oh, my God. I love, it's, addic- it's addictive. I find myself arguing with deca, deca millionaires and billionaires, and it's it's gun sh- shots fired every night. Good morning, Nelson. <laughs> Good morning, guys. <laughs> I wanted in on that conversation. I had company over last night and I, I couldn't. Maybe it was maybe it was a blessing. Nelson, did you sleep yet? How, how long did that room go? Yeah, I did, I did, I did. I slept at like 12, woke up at 7. Not bad. Hey, hey th- those rooms, Barbara, those rooms are not for civilians. I just can't understand. <laughs> oh, hell You no. got to be tough to be in That's there, right? That's a totalitarian you know, state. <laughs> you, know, you know, Nelson, there's a dear friend of mine. Andrew, who said, you know, said like, what are you doing in these rooms? You're so, you know, there's something wrong with you. What do you do? And I look and every night now he's in the room and he's, he's, hooked. <laughs> he's absolutely hooked. The things that I sent you that clip of, of Legere last night, Nelson, this morning, that's crazy stuff. <laughs> I need to, I, I hate when I miss it. Listen, yeah, these rooms are important. And they're a little different than Breakfast of Champions here on Saturday mornings, but listen, I I'm here for it, and I like I I feel that we need to have these gladiator arenas where we are, you know, we are discussing the things that we don't get to hear on television and get hey, raw, hey, get ugly, but also Barbara, don't Barb, does don't... he know the rules? He can't do that to me this morning, Nelson. No, no you can't in this room. You <laughs> no, can't no, do that. Uh, Is that can... Norman? Yeah, it's no, me. No. Yeah, no, no, no. You can abuse Norman in any room. Any no, 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 no. Shut up, right? Hey, Barbara. Yeah, but but yeah. Don't, let's not glaze over that. I I I think it's absolutely a, a net benefit oh, to be able to debate to debate with really sharp people from all different perspectives, issues of our times. I I think it, it and certainly it sharpens my sword. You know, to be able to go up against John Legere and to, you know, hold your own or have Grant take shots at you or, or even Tira, who's, you know, she's uh, hopelessly liberal, uh, but she's sharp. <laughs> she's, she's sharp and, and she's wrong all the time, but she's sharp. And I like she articulates a terrible position uh, well. And, and so it, it, it makes you better at what we do makes you think on your feet a little bit Brian, you know, what about tennis. wait a minute wait a minute what about what about jonathan bing man give him some respect he, i mean come on no 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 i, I you know I, <laughs> listen again john john bing takes a position that i you know most of the time i can't agree with but he he articulates it well and he doesn't back down no matter how wrong ten he, t- hey, he says he 10 toes deep yeah, yeah, it's right. He's got twelve vaccine needles hanging out of his ass, and he's telling us he's good. <laughs> and, and, and we, you know, so you call so him the Kool Aid Man. There we go. PG, Brian. PG, Brian. Yeah, and uh, Barbers is on number three for getting us to transformation. We uh, we definitely need to talk about education and how they're only teaching contempt prior to investigation. 
because that's their position. Well, well, well you know, but 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 we get a lot of you get a lot of different positions in there, and, I, and so it's it's become an absolute blessing. Uh, and uh, you know, my 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 wife sits there and looks at me, and she's shaking her head like there's something wrong with you, arguing into a phone with strangers. You know what, Brian? <laughs> Okay. What I think is important and the reason why we continue to go back, not only during the day, but at night, I think you said it best, is also to learn how to articulate ourselves a little bit more succinctly. Stay true to our straight, straight, stay true to our divisive side, like whatever, if our, if our side is divisive, stay true to the, I don't know, the, the narrative in a divisive situation is what I should say. That's what I wanted to say. Hey, hey Barbara, Barbara but, how about the insight that you, you, well, I'll speak for myself. How about the insight I got to people of color and what they go through in life and what their perspective is and, that, 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 that I, I, I would never get, you know, and I, I work in a very diverse uh, environment, but we don't have, we, we can't have these conversations or arguments and, 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 and we can hear. And many times I find myself saying, huh, well, if I, huh, I didn't think of it that way. Huh, that's a different perspective. Yeah, that's not right. Hey, that's not fair. Who sticks around and continues to go into the arena are the people that are listening and really understanding. Even I found that I have understood my stance more because um, people have pressed me on my beliefs and I've had to. Like I, they've tried to move, people have moved me off my mark and you know what? I actually got tested on it yesterday in real life, face to face with somebody that tested me on where I stand in um, medical mandates and they tried to take me off my mark. And because I had been in these gladiator rooms, I was like, that's not my point is my body, my choice and protecting my children as I deem appropriate. And they tried to move me off it. And I was so like, I felt like I was like, I am better than I've ever been. And I felt so much better about my ability to articulate myself. Now, now, now remember in the civilian world though, you have to hold fire because you can't fire back the way you would fire back in one of Nelson's room. You know, and I also can't kick them out of the room. Right. So Barb, Barb, are you saying that Nelson and Brian toughen you up? I, I can't no, that. they don't actually because we're all yeah. on the same side. You know, toughens yeah. me up, uh, Legere and Bing. But oh, let me do this. Okay. Let me do this, guys. Let me do this because this is Breakfast with Champions, and the title of this room is Success Isn't for Everyone. And I want to really stay on topic today, which is the principles of transformation. So I love talking about our night rooms and um, what I do want to make a nice segue from one conversation to back to our original conversation is the beauty of clubhouse allows us to have these conversations and if you can get to a point where we can agree to disagree where we can go into battle but yet still retain the integrity of respect we are going to move this society in a much better direction ruth bader ginsburg and anthony scalia agreed on absolutely nothing in regards to politics they were conservative their one was a conservative and ruth bader ginsburg was a liberal and they went to the theater and they were the best of friends and what i believe clubhouse allows us to do because bing and i are on opposite sides and a lot we all have our imposing views but what you are really seeing if you're in some of these night rooms is people getting very hostile completely on opposite sides but we show up every night to have these conversations and then you'll see us in photographs together because hey, we Mar, Mar, one more thing just i i, I was yeah. really like absolutely shocked that brian said he listens <laughs> <laughs> 
Brian, sometimes Brian listens. And then it's funny. I like when people are like, Brian Ben sucks, talks over women. That cracks me up. I'm That's like, Brian true. talks over everybody. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's an equal opportunity talk over anybody. And because he does that, it makes me stronger. And you guys have to remember, uh, maybe you don't have to remember, you can forget it, but I, I grew up with, with boys. So, and, and they never treated me like a girl. So I who, am. Who are you calling boy? <laughs> You, I, buddy. You. I grew up with three brothers, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up in a gladiator household. So I am, I am not, I, I'm so lucky that my dad did not treat me like the girl in the family. Cause he didn't have, he didn't know how to. So I got treated like, like we were all equals and I, I, I I'm forever grateful, but let me, let me keep this on point because also I pinned a link up at the top. And I've got this, I have this opportunity this month to collaborate with a company called Slice, um, who is, you know, sponsoring my podcast and uh, we're really working together. Um, and the reason, number one, their products are absolutely amazing. And number two, they give a percentage back of their proceeds to um, research and foundations that support autism. And for those who know, one of my three brothers is on the spectrum. He has a condition known as Fragile X. And I do believe that they're the most uh, underserved members of society is the adult aging population with neurological disabilities. So any organization that supports the most vulnerable members of the population has my full weight behind them. So if you just want to click if you and and follow Slice or comment on my reel uh, and help build their social digital currency, that would be super helpful. And if you want to make a purchase, that would be even more amazing. So I just wanted to share that um, really amazing company, just uh, a new startup and they do have amazing products. And you can see me in my eyeglasses, which are new to my 49th year. I have finally conceded the eyeballs are not working as well. So let's continue. You guys ready? Conti can we continue here, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, please. We shall. Okay. So just to recap, we're talking about the principles of transformation. Moving from information to transformation requires action. And I do believe that leaning on motivation and inspiration is to the detriment of ultimate achievement. It is really to the detriment of ultimate achievement because motivation and inspiration, again, only show up at the barbecue when the beers are cold, music's playing, and the grill is hot. You have to start looking if you really want to achieve and improve any station in your life, health, wealth, or happiness, you have to look at consistency, regimen, routine, and discipline. Those are your ride or dies. Those are your Brian Benstocks that will always show up and go to battle with you, okay? So those are the guys that we're talking about right now. So my, I, I have seven principles. Number one is taking inventory, gathering your board of directors, me, myself, and I, and having a real heart-to-heart -heart conversation and taking personal responsibility for the way that you think because your thoughts become your destiny. Your perception of you becomes your destiny. And when you take inventory and you start hearing certain things, you're going to have, when we get to step two, that's the magic of tidying up. You're like, that's no longer working for me. So let's go to net number two, which is the magic of tidying up, which is discarding things that are no longer serving you. Narratives, beliefs, ideas, these cassette tapes that run in your head. And I share this, I've shared this 
this before, but when I decided I was going to go into television at 42 years old with a degree in community health education, I am a lousy student. I don't even know how I got that crappy ass degree, but I got it. And my background is scaling sales teams. And I decided I was going on TV. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to go on TV and I've never done TV, I've got to start at zero and I'm going to have to be a coffee runner for some 25 year old person just out of college. And I'm probably going to have to report on dumpster fires in the bowels of New Jersey. And as I'm like taking, you know, looking at like this, if that's what I want, that I have to do the things to get the things right. If I have to do the things, I have to be willing to do the grunt work. Am I willing to do the work to get what I want? I said, yeah, you know what? As I, as I reverse engineered, I said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm okay with doing that work. I don't mind reporting on dumpster fires as long as I'm out in the arena trying and putting my best effort out there. And then this evil thought goes through my head. I was like, oh my God, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? I'm out here in the, the you know, out here in, in the, the, you know, nowhere, New Jersey reporting in probably zero degree weather. What are people going to say? And when I heard myself say that, I remembered when I was fighting for my life in chemo, I said, I'm never going to care about what other people think. I'm never going to let the weight of other people's opinions stop me. And because I finally had inventory and I finally took that time to look at these thoughts that had run and ruled the roost, I was like, wait, I don't care what other people think. Because I finally realized that I do not control the way that you perceive me. That's based on your own lens and your own experience in the world. I have no jurisdiction of the way that you you judge me. You can judge me for the things I talk about, my beliefs and judge me. I can't control how you judge me. So I no longer think that it matters. It no longer plays a role. Do I want everyone to like me? Of course. I want to I want to win Miss Congeniality. I want to win win prom queen and homecoming queen. I want to win all the wins, okay? But I have come to realize that that's not winning at the game of life. That's not winning in terms of being happy, healthy, and really living my very best life. And thank God I finally heard that that dumb voice that said, "What are people going to think?" And I was like, "I don't care what people think." Turns out I no longer give so much weight. I will always remember we're a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously. So I do care, but it no longer bears the weight that it once did. So discarding things that are no longer working for you so that you can move in new narratives. I want to introduce a narrative that I think is so important. Because of what I feel I have heard people say, I, I'm not a, you know, I can't learn that. I don't know how to do that. And the truth is you don't know how to do that yet, or you're not really interested in learning. There's a book called The Art of Learning. And if you read it, it is all that you can learn whatever you want to learn if you are willing to do the work. And again, the title of this room, right? Success isn't for everyone, but success is for anyone that is willing to be in relentless pursuit of it. So if you are, want to learn something, I want you to replace false narratives of like, I'm not smart enough. I don't know how to do that. I want you to move that out. That's purging. That's discarding. That's no longer working. That's sabotaging you and not supporting you. And moving in, I can figure anything out. I can learn anything if I'm willing to do the work to learn it. I am willing and I am humble enough to start at the beginning and take mentorship and guide, guidance from those who have already learned it before me. 
So I, does and does that land for anybody? Because I I know that I would be like I don't I, I'll never learn. Listen, if I wanted to be a lawyer, I finally when I adopted this mindset. When I adopted this, because before that, I was like, I'm not smart enough to be a lawyer. My twin brother is a lawyer and he is innately, he just, he, uh, he just is, has a, an academic intelligence that I don't have. Um, but I realized when I changed, I was like, if I want to be a lawyer, if I wanted to be a lawyer, I would study and be a lawyer and I would be a damn good lawyer because God knows I can speak and I will literally not shut up. But anywho, right, Brian? <laughs> uh, and, and Barbara, how, how is this microphone? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's great. Okay, so you know the, the Tony Robbins has that great saying: "There's always a way if you're committed." And mm -hmm. whenever there's whenever there's not a way, or you feel that there's not a way, you gotta check. The first thing you gotta check is your commitment. Is the commitment strong enough to get you where you want to be? And that's why the, you know, the title for the room right today is uh, "Success is not for everybody." It's not for success, comma. It's not for everybody. That doesn't mean that everybody can't be successful. But you know, I know so many people, man. They, they, the going gets tough, and they tap tap out, and they say, "I'm good enough. It's okay." And they compare themselves to things uh, that you know they die quietly inside. They say, "Well, I'm doing better than I used to do. I'm doing better than she does." But they know that there's so much more there, and that success is that that unrelenting commitment to constant improvement. And success is measured very differently by all of us, right? I mean, Norman's successful if he doesn't get thrown out by his date in the first 20 minutes. He considers that a success, right? Uh, oh, jeez, you had to bring that up, Ben. Uh, 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 John Legere is looking for your girlfriend. No, so, no, and, no, and, no, 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 no. But, but success, no, 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 but success. No, 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 I got to get you. Okay. It belonged there, Norman. The new one I'm I mean, seeing is not coming near to this app. Or any room. Well, see, well, well, fine. I, see that now that's success. The guy learned yeah. from his past failures and yeah. made an adjustment. So that's good. But but in all seriousness, right? It, it's something that's very personal to us. What success is, and and I, you know, you think you're successful sometimes. So you look at somebody else, and and I say when I start getting that, oh, I can't do it. Uh, I start looking uh, a little deeper, and you know, look at Grant kicked me in the ass two weeks ago or a week ago on this app, and uh, and as a result. Uh, you know, I think there's a, a big difference in some of the things that I'm doing uh, today. He's, he believed more and he saw something in myself that I hadn't seen. And I know what that feels like to have people that work with me and for me and to look at them and say, come on, man, why are you doing this? You can do so much more. And they look like, like leave me alone. I'm good. And, and when you, and especially like, like in your kids, right? When you see your kids slacking off a little bit. Well, like my my associates, my employees at dealership, I see like my as my kids. I want them all to do great. I want them all to be millionaires. I want them all to rule the planet if they can. But you know the the old saying, David Spiesack always says this: I can't want it for them more than they want it for them. I can't want it for you more than you want it for you. But if you do want it and you get around the right people, we can get there together. But think about this, Brian, like with, you know, surrounding yourself with the right minded individuals, you can't fail because they're not going to let you, they're not, they're going to call, you're going to be able to have sounding boards of people that are really, you know, like, listen, that's going to take, you make that decision, it's going to take you over there. That's the magic of clubhouse. Cause what was Cardone's, what was Cardone's real estate course uh, that we went to? Was it 20 grand to sit up front? Of 15, I don't know what the heck I paid it. I think it was 20, 20 to 25,000 dollars, Barb. And, and and yet we can hang out with him last night, 
and, and actually get Grant unplugged. And Grant's pretty much, Grant is Grant is Grant, wherever he is, right? But, but in the rooms, you get the unfiltered, real version of, of the guy. And, and if you ask him a question, he'll answer the question. He's going to give you the, maybe not the answer you want to hear, but he's going to give you the answer he believes in. And, and John Legere said something. He said, Brian, don't you, you think that you and I could do as good or a better job than Biden and Trump? And, and, I, and I answered honestly. I said, you know, I don't think I could do a better job than Trump. I do think, man, I do think as crazy as it sounds, I could probably give uh, uh, Biden a good run for his money. But, but when it came to John's qualifications, John was infinitely more qualified than I would be for that executive position. And John would probably have the capabilities of doing an excellent job there. And isn't it interesting that we get to shoot the shit with, pardon me, get to shoot the crap with a guy like John you know, the, the guy, I, and I said, you know, you ran a, a Fortune 500 company, and he corrected me. I said, no, I ran a Fortune 50 company. Mm-hmm. And the guy made it a Fortune 50 company. And to sit and to be able to back and forth play tennis with that guy makes my tennis game better. Mm-hmm. It makes, without question. And so this clubhouse, you know, people think I'm crazy. This is a freaking school. This is college. This is adult education. And where we can let it all hang out, and you and I have access to brain power, which is better than access to capital, to say, "Hey, this is going on. What should I do?" And a guy like John would do everything he can to give you the best answer that he could give you. And a guy like Grant would do the same. And again, you know, and and John Lee and and Glenn Lundy and and the many other great people, David Spisak. Ask him a question on this app. It, it, it's for free. He's going to give you the best possible answer. Uh, that, that he knows. So it gives us a, a wonderful ability to tap in and then to hear the concerns of people in the audience that say, hey, but yeah, but you don't understand. And to be able to give somebody a little bit of a change in direction that perhaps fires them up, that causes them to step, to step, to step in a better direction. I, I just think it's it's wonderful for that purpose. So for all the people that dump on Clubhouse, it's not like it used to be. It's not, it's, get over it. Nothing's like it used to be. Okay, but the, but but there's there's still so much value here, and I get to listen to you. I got to meet you. I got to buy a plane with you. I got a freaking plane. I have an aerial plane. I, I was telling somebody last night at a bar. And I said I went from driving Hondas to flying them, mm-hmm. and, and and it's like, and I wasn't even lying. You know, there was a point in my life I would have been making up stories like that, but but it happens to be true, and and it's kind of it's magnificent, and and. And wait till you see the next one we get. Let me tell you. Let me see. Wait till you see the next one we get. Save your money. Listen, you know, a mind once expanded never goes back to its original form. And I think that if you are really leveraging this app for its its great its purpose, its its intentionality, it's going to it's going to help you. Even if you don't like what people say and you don't agree with their views, it is so important that you hear them. And I, that's this. Listen. People do not agree with me on my stance on um, medical mandates, and I'm okay with that, but I do appreciate being heard, and I am only in that space due to my own experience, but I want to keep moving this along, and, you know, because, Brian, you're bringing me to a really strong, which is number three, which is bearing the weight of personal responsibility, taking responsibility for yourself, like the things that you can control and the things that you can't control. And I do find that, like, in this process of moving to transformation is 
taking ownership of, listen, you control two things out there. I learned this when I was in the field of sales. So you guys know I did door-to-door sales. I sold things for AT&T going business to business back when things deregulated. And I had to learn very early on, I controlled my attitude and my work ethic. That was it. I didn't control the traffic. I didn't control the customer on the other side. I didn't control the number of no's. I could only work I can only control my my work ethic, right? Work the law of averages, no means next. Keep going. Every no gets you closer to a yes. Like, and I learned that all I controlled was how I handled things, not necessarily what happened to me. Like a no where somebody told me to take a long walk off a short pier with beautiful expurlatives gave the same, was the same outcome as a no that was like, no, thank you. Um, you know, bless your heart, you know, that kind of thing. And in life, when you take personal responsibility, that all I control is my attitude and my effort, right? That's it. And be in relentless pursuit of living your best life with that knowingness. And when I was sick and I looked at like, I never, I loved television. I was dying to be a television personality. I loved the idea of being on the Today Show. But until I changed my mind, I talked myself out of it. But the takeaway, the difference between 2006, when I had written down that I want to be on the Today Show, and 2016, when I decided I was going to be in relentless pursuit of being on television, the, the, the change in my mind was that I was looking at the, the action, the effort and the attitude, and not the outcome. I decided I would, be, I would rather be in relentless pursuit of living my best life going for my goals than just sitting on the sidelines saying that everybody had something that I didn't naturally have. And I took all of that off the table and I decided I would rather fail in the pursuit. I would rather fail trying than fail to try. And by the way, I don't even believe in that word failure. I don't even, I believe you either you either win or you learn. That's it. Those are your options. You are always going to learn even when you make a mistake. You're going to learn what not to do. And when I stopped saying I wasn't good enough, tall enough, short enough, smart enough, old enough, young enough, I had all the, and I just was never enough. When I took all of that out of the equation and I was like, I am not here to decide that. I allow the universe to decide when I start taking effort and I change my attitude, and those are the things that I changed. I started actually putting in effort in the pursuit of television, and I changed my attitude about whether I was good enough or not good enough. I decided I was not the judge, jury, and executioner of whether I was a talent for television. And in the pursuit of transformation, living your best life, and improving any station in life, your health, wealth, or happiness, my number three principle, is bearing the weight of personal responsibility. And not only is it in the pursuit moving forward, but I also want you to take personal responsibility of how you frame your own story. Because so many people frame their story as they're like the the victims. And listen, we've all been victims of stuff. I have been a victim of things that have just broken my heart and shattered in a million places and they have disappointed me and they have created epic amounts of skepticism and distrust but I can frame that as a lesson a learning opportunity or I can get bitter those are your choices you can get bitter you can get better those are your choices life is made up a series of decisions and less about the conditions hey hey, hey, Barb I don't don't run over this stuff that personal responsibility is everything and you hit that victimhood today, it's it's become, you know, I, I, I didn't make it because, and I, I am an existentialist. If it's going to be, it's up to me. And I, I am going to talk about this later on, but it, it bears 
repeating and it's worth repeating you've got an opportunity and guys that I've, I've worked with they hate me they hate me because you're fat it's on you you're stupid it's on you you're broke it's on you and and they're like, and they want to give me the yeah but i i'm dominican and my parents were this i don't want to hear that i don't give a shit about that you're here now what all can you do with what you've got being here now you can't fix those things they, but but you can fix you and you know that psychologist that i went to my god man was she great and she said brian you're trying to change other people it's impossible to change yourself you cannot change other people you might be able to change yourself it's nearly impossible to do that you've only got the shot at changing yourself but you cannot 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 change other people and i used to believe i could i used to believe i i, I could change me and i could change him and i could change her but 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 it, it's impossible but what you can do is fix yourself and lead and influence other people by showing them and doing them not by yeah. telling them it's so true it's how you conduct yourself you know people would ask me um and still do, well what's it like being a woman in business and i used to have these fluffy little answers <laughs> then i every I, I, you ever answer something like that's i don't know that that's the right answer but i felt like very compelled to have some sort of ethereal blah 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 and then i decided i was like i have no idea I don't know what it's like being a woman because I've never been a man. So I just, it doesn't. And also I can't change, although now I, that's debatable, but I personally do not wish to change. I am going, I am not, this is a condition of me. You evolve, you evolve, you evolve. Right. But I, I can't change. That is a hard fact. I am five foot three and maybe I'm not that even tall. Who cares? But I am this, that, those are my conditions, but it is, I, all I can control is how I conduct myself. Now, how you prejudge me is on you. I have no authority over that, but how I conduct myself, I play the long game. I take the high road. I'm consistent. I make mistakes and then I take responsibility for them. I am in full authority of my attitude and my effort in this life. And I am in pursuit of living at the highest, best expression of myself. I truly try to live with great intentionality. I am human and I make mistakes and I am okay with that. And I listen, I make mistakes here all the time on Clubhouse. I like lose it sometimes in these rooms when people just understand that they're, <laughs> they can't see my- <laughs> And you know, you know there's a, a group of people that want love if you make a mistake. John Legere is one of them. You say one misstep, one gap, and he he oh, is yeah. relentless. Oh my God! And I spoke to him about it, and he said, "No, I li- I live for that." He said, "I live for that because he will talk over you till he can beat you like a into a pulp uh, there." So you know, I, I, but you can't you can't beat yourself up over a mistake. But you know, playing small is something that you know. I, I mean, I, I look to the people and friends and colleagues of mine to to keep to keep going and to run faster. Competition, co. It's with, it's not against. It's with, not against. And, and so the competition is there to make you better. Brian, Brian, Brian sorry, I want to say something. And, and I love you guys as much. We have fun and all that. But I will say in the last year and a half, you've and some other people have taught me some really good lessons. And you're right. We learn from our mistakes. Forget about the date and BS. It's what we bring here into the table and how we learn from each other. Whether it's you, whether it's John, whether it's C-Rock, whether it's Spizak, all the other ones, and Nelson ripping my ass apart. It's fun, but we 
get tougher from it. That's all I got to say. You know, yeah, I I was just going to say one other thing. And you, you, man, you are the poster person for this quote. But there's a great quote that says, I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. You are that quote, and that's what you're talking about, what Brian's talking about. It is the another way of saying, if it is to be, it's up to me. And it's very interesting. You know, I, I, I find it interesting that, that sometimes, you know, where Brian or other people on this stage are probably saying things that make somebody very, very uncomfortable. There are people that will look at, Brian, the post that you have of working out in the gym, getting up at four in the morning, and it makes them very, very uncomfortable. And I just it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, (laughs) but I find it interesting, though, that that we have been taught from our parents, you know, and not with bad intentions, but what percentage of the of the people out there go out and seek discomfort? What percentage of the people out there choose to surround themselves that will push them, that will kind of beat them up for coming up short, that will remind them that it is up to them, that will tell them, hey, don't be a victim. What percentage of the population does that? What percentage of population seeks out comfort in every measure? It's, it's remarkable. And if you look at that, it, it's, I think, incredibly consistent with the percentage of people that have achieved the highest levels of success. And every time you see those people at the highest level of success, whether it's in sports, athletics, whether it's in business, they have something in common. And it's, Brian, is what you said. They have constantly surrounded themselves with people who have made them, in some form or fashion, uncomfortable. David, it's Norman. Just a quick question. Being the victim or being victimized? You know, Norman, Norman, listen, are you getting a carried away with yourself? Okay, you know, I mean, you're talking oh. a lot. Okay, so go back to Canada. Go make some maple syrup. Don't interrupt. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, David, this is the shit. I got to put up with this guy. Tap a tree. Let me just say this. Norman's part of the show. He's one of the characters yeah, okay. in the morning. Uh, the, the dysfunctional part. He's definitely part of the show. We love Norman. For those who are just joining, they're like, why are we beating on Norman? Yeah. This is kind of just, <laughs> he's just Norman. You bear, he's because part we can't. Of the oh, God. But let me move along. And I agree with you, David. I think that's a really, uh, you know, a really strong point. Um, I just want to take one second because I am going to change the link. But if you guys did not tap on the link up at the top, I am working with a company called Slice. I'm working on a collaboration with them. And not only do they have amazing tools and products, scissors and cutters and slicers and things that you would absolutely love, and you will thank me if you purchase, but a percentage of their profits goes back to organization organizations that support um, children and adults with special needs, specifically on the on the autism spectrum. So I love supporting companies like that. And if you liked the show and you want to do some compensation, you can either do free social digital currency by sharing that little Instagram clip because they're a small business trying to get their name out. You can comment on the video. That is a huge way to build the algorithm and allow that company to get more brand exposure against the major brands. Or you can make a small purchase and get your own pair of scissors that you're absolutely going to love, love, love. So I, if you don't see the link, please just DM me. I'll send you the link. But I am going to change it. And if you 
and it cuts bacon and I made a cute little video and I'm and my daughter's in the video and all the things. Um, I'm going to change it to the hey, mom hey, Bob, link. I, I, Bob, Can I don't want to get weird, or... but you, your daughter's beautiful. I mean, she's such a, she's real. And I can see your face in, in, in her and she's really, a, uh, and she looks so happy and such really a blessing to have happy children. So hey, congratulations. Hey, Barb, it's Carm. I think Gina's, uh, and I'm at her house, but I think she's in Orange Theory or on her way um, to Orange Theory. She might have just left. Somebody's going to make her feel uncomfortable. Okay, edit pins link. Oh, somebody did it. Thank you, Christina. Um, I am going to be heading down October 1st to the Mom Link Summit. And the Mom Link group that is being spearheaded by Gina is helping women move from competition to collaboration. And this millionaires group is helping women entrepreneurs blow up their brands. And so we're meeting down October 1st in Delray Beach. If Do I have to be a millionaire to show up? No, but we will help you become one if that No, he's gonna have a sex change. Or a mom. It's <laughs> very popular these days. I got six minutes to get all this out, ladies and gentlemen. Brian's so, got to put a listen, wig on, Barb. Come on. I cut Norm. I just give me a minute. I told you to let me <laughs> shut him up, but no, you want to be nice, okay? <laughs> I just want everyone to know we do love you, Norman, but it's we got to keep the bolt. We got to keep the feet moving. <laughs> so the mom link, if you cannot go in person, will be live streamed. And I cannot stress enough, your thoughts become things. Your perception becomes your reality. And as we're talking about moving from moving in from information to transformation, moving out, we talked about number two, discarding things that are no longer serving you so you can move in new narratives, new beliefs, new information. This is the place where you're gonna get information to really embed in your subconscious mind. All four women are gonna be talking about going from tragedy to triumph. Every single one of us has been through the muck and has come out on higher ground. And whether you're stuck or you're moving your feet in the right direction, you're gonna hear amazing tidbits of how to move your life forward. And not only that, you're gonna be surrounded by right-minded women. It's gonna be awesome. The link is up at top if you don't see it. You can DM me mom link. And if you use the code BABS, you will get a, a $25 discount, I believe. I'm gonna put that in the back chat, BABS. Do you guys, does anybody know what BABS stand, stands for? Oops, yeah. Badass, Badass bitch. Badass bitch. <laughs> we know it. Uh, you know, and you can go ahead and type the yes. It stands for my badass bitch. And let me tell you something about BABS. BABS has to step in. Hold on, I think there's a hot mic. <clears throat> My, yeah, I was to... me. I babs, and I was going to tell you what it stands for, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, hey, Babs. I, I think it's a great name. So, Babs and Babs. So, for me, Babs can stand for badass bitch, badass boss, badass babe. You can call it whatever you want. But for me, I have to tap Babs when Barbara's is taking over. And Barbara's a little insecure. She cares about what other people think, and she doesn't want to 
make a mistake and she doesn't want to humiliate herself. But Babs is a badass bitch. It's like, I would rather be in the arena with the muck and mud on my face than ever play small. I never want to be on the sidelines because they don't give trophies to the people in the stands. The trophy goes to the man in the arena. But sometimes I get a little timid and sometimes I need to tap Babs and be like, get in the game, Babs, because you've promised you would never play small again. So if you uh, sometimes need to tap your own inner Babs, go for it. Uh, you know, find your own inner beast that needs to to swipe left on all the negative self-talk, fear, self-doubt. We all have it. It's part of the human condition. So don't don't even <clears throat> even Brian alluded to it that he needed a grant to kind of kick him in the ass and be like, no, 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 you're bigger than that. You're better than that. You have everything you can to take your business to the next level because we all have insecurity, doubt, and fear. Sometimes we just have to find ways to circumvent that. Do you guys feel me on that? And Babs, did you want to take the mic and talk about being Babs? <laughs> oh, no, no. I I was just, I was going to say, but you already said, I was going to say bad, I'm, I don't do no A, bad A, a boss, uh, absolutely. So, you know, the one thing about it is we do care. So, it's a combination of both for me, because we care. We care what people think, but we also uh, take their, we don't allow their perceptions to be who we are. And we take those things and we build upon it to make greater people. So I lay my mic. Thanks, Barbara. Everything today was so great. Norm, you're a mess. <laughs> Bob's getting right in there with the Norm job. Oh, my God. Welcome. Oh, please. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. Did she you say know, Norm's a mess? <laughs> no. He's a, hey, he's a million marathon whack packer. Pussy <laughs> <laughs> rock. Oh my God, listen, this makes a family. Like you gotta have all the characters. Thanks, Babs, You're it's right. so true. And listen, we do care. We care, but we, when we focus on the intention of living with purpose. No, 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 no Barbara, slow down for a second. Don't skip over your brilliance because it happens. Babs is your alter ego, right? And and I think a lot of times, like guys like Goggins, Goggins says there's David Goggins and then there's Goggins. And I created this monster Goggins and he can reach into that. For me, that's really important. I mean, be the superhero in your life, right? And when things are down and things are bad, what would the superhero do? You know, it, it, so many people think success is every day you gotta be successful. You gotta, it'd be a freaking boring book if every day Babs went out and she was pretty and she took her yoga class and she went to the bank account and there was another hundred thousand dollars there over yesterday and then she was on television and she had a great night in, in, in with her man a romantic night and then the next day it's the same thing we'd be bored with that but babs runs into freaking bad marriage boom babs uh, gets cancer boom uh, she gets back up on her feet boom she gets knocked down again her son's got autism boom it, that's the excitement that's what success is is getting up off the canvas so you know so and and reaching into Babs, and once Babs gets over one little bump, then she gets over another little bump. She gets stronger and stronger, and the calluses and the scars heal and get stronger and stronger. That's the excitement part. So many people are afraid of the failures and the setbacks, and those are the things that, for me, define success. Oh, so pew, good. pew pew pew. Better stories. Scars tell the best stories. Well, thanks, Brian. I, I appreciate it. I'm going to land it right here. Be in relentless pursuit of living your best life. I will. I am 
putting together my seven principles of transformation as we speak. I will have it and I will um, continue to talk about it next Saturday. I will land it here. I'm passing the mic. I am Barbara Majeski. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.